Hello and welcome to Left on Red, the podcast where we are actually going to get to the Am I the Asshole things, like we said two episodes ago. Get excited. But we're, uh, we are going to do it later. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting to it. <laughs> we're getting to it. But we're still going to do it later because we're going to get our stories out of the way first. Shane, for the first time, I've sent you way more stories like prompts than you have. Yes. I- I'm excited to hear what you got going on in your life. There is one thing that I have to do first because one of the stories, I'm not sure if it is, it can be backed up right now. So why don't we start with one of yours first while I uh, double check. So the first thing you sent me is Allie's awkward exchange with the youngest billionaire. Oh yeah, this is when um, Allie, my buddy who was on the podcast earlier, my vegan running friend, uh, he is in the crypto community. He met the founder of Ethereum, which Ethereum's worth a shit ton of money and it wasn't before. And this is like one of the largest, if not the largest holder of Ethereum. And so he's the youngest billionaire. His name's like Vitaly Buterin. Yeah. And he was giving a speech at ETH Toronto and me and him were there. He was conducting some interviews and he was trying to interview, obviously, the founder of Ethereum, which is like a big deal, right? But... Uh, he comes with no security. Why That's, is it a big deal? It's a big deal because people want to know what's going on with the Ethereum merge. But it's just Ethereum. Like, what's the big deal about it? So basically, it's like the blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> Once you own this picture, you own this picture. And the whole internet agrees you own the picture. Okay, okay. Unless there's another blockchain that says you don't. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can there be an anti-NFT? I'm sure there could be, where it just gives the rights to some random ass person. <laughs> yeah, like when you buy the NFT, you get the rights to somebody else's, and it gives yours <laughs> to somebody random. Pure chaos. Yeah. You, you buy like a shitty NFT and you get like a board ape or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is, and it's actually really mean, is I saw like, it was this picture that somebody like snuck into like a board ape, a board ape yacht club party. Yeah, yeah. And he took a picture and there was like probably 10 people there. And they all looked exactly the same. No way. Yeah, and it was like, if you're ever wondering what the NFT dudes look like, this is them. And they all look exactly the same. No way. They're all like five foot five, dark brown hair, scruffy beard, glasses, like... That's it. Yeah, like all, all like you know, some See, man, variation of shit. I feel like you just described shit. yourself. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you put in your scruffy beard and your glasses and your dark brown hair. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not five foot five. Yeah, you're six foot seven. Everyone knows this. Yeah, every you know, two hundred and eighty stone too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I, I completely derailed you. Continue. Uh, no worries. So he delivered his speech, and Ali's trying to meet him to conduct an interview for the company. Yeah, but he just disappears everyone's like, like the founder oh. disappears yeah he he shows up and he's wearing like a cowboy hat and a mask and okay. he's with no security and he's got like pajamas on so he just walks past everybody and no one suspects the thing why is he need security he's not some like big hype guy is he the, bro he's like the youngest billionaire billionaires multi-millionaires walk around security billionaires walk around security yeah because like what if someone held him at gunpoint and being like hey give me all your ethereum or something maybe it's because his assets aren't actually tangible so his (laughs) his wealth is essentially moot (laughs) okay how how many companies accept ethereum as payment but the thing is like you can cash out cryptocurrency so easy now like there's so many like bitcoin atms and there's so many ways to bitcoin atms 
Yeah, and Ethereum. Not Ethereum ATMs. No, but it's all like super easy to trade. Yeah, so this guy's a billionaire on fucking paper. That's yeah. it. <laughs> no, trust could, you. Could you imagine like hiring bodyguard only pays in Ethereum? I'm not applying. Okay, but here's the matter of fact. Like it's easier to cash out of crypto than it is of stocks. So you can say, okay, Elon Musk is like a multi-billionaire, but... What do you mean it's easier to cash out of crypto than stocks? You're just telling me the last episode you could send 20 bucks through the tornado wallet and they get fucking 20 years in prison. <laughs> <laughs> that don't sound too easy. There's proper ways to do it. Could you imagine like how long before you start seeing like a job that you apply for and instead of like dollars an hour or whatever per year, it's like 0. 0.0001 Bitcoin per hour. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just crypto. My buddy um, Daniel actually gets paid in crypto. And at the time... When the NFT was booming a couple months ago, he was making like three grand, a, oh no, two Ethereum a month, which would be like close to 10 grand. Yeah. But then now two Ethereum a month is only like two and a half, uh, three and a half thousand. Yeah. So it went down quite a bit. Can you imagine <laughs> just like walking into work one day, you know, like it's at the top of the charts. You're like, man, I'm making good money today. Lunch yeah. hits, you check the charts, Ethereum crash. You're like, fuck, I'm minimum wage today. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> That's true. And I feel like a lot of people in the crypto community just hold all their Your paychecks wealth. coming out <laughs> as it's like dropping. They're like, no, please don't pay me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting to pay your employees on the dip. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. You've heard of USDT, like Tether, right? Which basically you can cash out your crypto for a crypto that's backed by the US dollar. So it's one to one. Okay. So like if you were worried about something dipping, you could just swap it over to Tether and it would be $1. Okay. Yeah. So it's a safe option. That's So I've been doing a lot of like day trading and all that. And that's what I've been using is tethered. Like if I make a profit, I'll just put it back in tether. I'm not going to put it back in Bitcoin because then it could go down. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, back to the story. Back to the story again. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't walk in with any security. He just has his mom and his sister beside him. And he's wearing pajamas and a cowboy hat and like a, and like a COVID mask. And he just walks right through and hops right on stage. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, who is this? Oh shit. That's that's Vitalik. Like, that's the guy who owns Ethereum or like yeah. built Ethereum. Like, what the hell? And so he conducts his interview and he's actually like kind of like friendly on stage, like cracking jokes, but someone that smart is a little like socially awkward. You yeah. know what I mean? And so <laughs> he goes to leave, but he just straight up disappears because everyone's waiting for him at like the VIP exit, like where all the speakers go off. Yeah. But apparently he wasn't there. And so... He's like, what the fuck? They must have just disappeared through like a utility exit or something like that, like where the trucks come or something. Yeah. And so my friend Ali just sprints outside. And then he sees this guy in the cowboy hat with his mom and his sister like going towards the cars because there's only one way out of like yeah. um, Rebel, which is like where it was hosted. And he finds them. And in the security that was walking with him, which is like Rebel security, was like, um, hey, you don't want to go over there. Like his mom's going to freak out at you. Just warning you, this is out of our property now, but uh, I wouldn't do it if I were you. But he's like, oh man, like I'm here now. I got to try. And, just, yeah. and the security like, all right, you can. And so he walks over and he's like, hey, Vitalik, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Like, Cause I'll say good job. Like we really respect your project. And then the mom comes over and just straight up 10 out of 10, like Karen bitch mode. You gotta leave him alone! I'll just like start screaming at him. And Ali was just all like positive vibes and all of that. And she just shits on him. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> like, imagine having to live with this person. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, imagine having to live with this guy that just like runs up and like just tries to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I see it from both angles, but honestly, having like some bitch Karen as a mom, would, it would be awful. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. So is your question, is Ali the asshole for running up to this guy with his mom and his sister in public because mm-hmm. he's famous and fangirling him? Yeah, I don't think Ali was the asshole, but uh, let us know in the comment section on the poll below. On the poll below. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, kind of a little, because he was warned. He was like, yeah, you're going to get bitched at. He's like, nah, I'm going to do it anyways. And then got exactly what he was told. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes it'd be like it do. That was a funny story of like meeting someone famous. Speaking Don't of meeting meet someone heroes. famous, <laughs> the the kind of famous person I ran into was when I was buying a bike. This guy lived in Stony Creek. Is this the biggest fantasy sports podcast host? Yeah. You met Joe Rogan? No. Oh. He doesn't do like fantasy football or whatever. He doesn't? Not that I know of. Who the fuck is Joe Rogan? I have never heard of that could guy. Could you imagine could you imagine Joe Rogan hearing this? Some like dirt shit podcast that you know that doesn't have any views. Like, Who the fuck is Joe Rogan? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Freaks to the wall. Yeah. So I was selling a bike, and this guy was like, "Oh yeah, I'm moving to Florida," and I'm like, "Oh cool, like what yeah, do you cool do- man didn't ask. What are you doing there?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm moving for." Um- Did you tell him how much you're familiar with the neighborhood there? <laughs> <laughs> I actually asked him like, "Yo, are you moving to like Palm Beach or like Miami, like South Beach?" And he's like. No, I was like a little south of that, and I'm like, oh, shit, let's go. You're like, oh, shit, I've never been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll have to go. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, oh, what do you do for work? He's like, oh, I run a podcast. I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah, so I search it up, and it's like the biggest fantasy football podcast. This guy's been running it for like seven years now. Sheesh. Like every single, I don't know if it was like every day or every week, but like he puts out content like regularly, regularly. Yeah. And I'm so like, was it the biggest in quantity or quality? Um, I would definitely say quantity, but he was like number one on the charts for for popularity. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good the quality was, but it was definitely popular. Just tell him to name drop us or what? He was tell- <laughs> I told him to search us up. And if you ever need a podcast editor, let me know. <laughs> and so I asked him, like, seriously, man, what does it take to to have a podcast like blow up and do, be really successful and he says well the first thing is consistently consistency money money <laughs> money boost it uh, consistency he's like you have to post like pretty much every day and you have to have like your different channels like your instagrams your tiktoks you have to have youtube yeah. like stuff like that right and then he's like video is definitely a huge format so if we had like a camera here it would help and uh what else oh yeah he said the biggest thing was for him money because it had to do with sponsors. So his uh, podcast dealt with like a lot of guys that are like betting on fantasy sports. So he's like, yeah. okay, let's get like his like fan duel, like referral code or whatever. And then he's like, oh, what do a lot of uh, guys, what are they into? Oh, like what about like the Manscaped products? So then he has got like um, a pr- uh, ref- or like um, a sponsorship by them. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, moving to Florida. We just got a sponsorship with Hooters. And I'm like, no fucking way. Why are you going to boost Hooters on the podcast? He's like, man, you just have to find who would be able to pay you for advertising their stuff. Like what market you're focusing on and yeah. who would you be able to boost? So, so I'm Shane, sure- you're into the crypto game. Yes. How come you can't find a scam crypto that we could, you know, back up mm. and get paid for yeah we should just buy like this discontinued project all the coins and then just start boosting it on every channel and everyone's not gonna be like what the fuck is this but let's yeah and then in. we'll just we'll make a startup and then we'll run away with the money mm-hmm. 
And then whenever when uh, legal action threatens to come out, we just come out with, you know, left on red coin too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why is no one thought of this? So think about it. For even your um, Formula One podcast. Yeah. It's like, how could we get paid for this? Who would want to pay us for this message? You know what I mean? There's got to be some brand out there that has the same target market as you yeah that would pay you to get those eyeballs on their product we should get sponsored by red bull purely for how much we should talk mercedes there you that's go what, that's what they do too do they actually oh yeah <laughs> they'll, they'll take any chance to shit talk mercedes i didn't know i thought it was like um competitive courtesy where they just don't shit on other teams oh no there's no competitive courtesy in formula <laughs> one <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there, there's drivers that'll straight up tell other drivers that they shouldn't be in the sport. Really? Yeah, I say, and I quote, most unsportsmanlike guy on the grid. Yeah, suck my balls, mate. <laughs> that was an interaction between two drivers. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm telling you, sometimes they like each other, sometimes they don't. Yeah. Well, what is your story that you had to talk about? Mocking an Audi driver. This one was actually pretty funny because, you know, every guy that, if you ask me, every guy that drives an Audi is like an entitled prick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, sorry if you drive an Audi. But. <laughs> <laughs> so I was lined up at a red light. Two lanes, two cars in front of me, one in each lane. It was a Dodge Grand Caravan. Okay. A mom van. And then it was uh, Audi TT. Yes, I'm familiar. So the small roadster sports car. Audi, all-wheel drive, whatever. It's quick, okay? Now, everybody wants to get into the left lane when this light goes green. Mm -hmm. So the Audi was in the right lane. So you you, you know, I'm just knowing that this guy's he's, he's just going to speed up and go ahead. Mm -hmm. Little did I know, the Grand Caravan wanted a Grand Prix out of this drag race. <laughs> so they both floor it off the green. Yeah. Which was absolutely hilarious. I was in my Honda Fit, so I can't keep up because it's fucking slow as hell. Yeah, yeah. And you'd imagine that the Audi TT would just absolutely dominate this Grand Caravan. It did not. No way. They were neck and neck for about 75% of the stretch, which is probably like 600, 700 meters maybe. Yeah. And then the Audi TT just barely pulls over and, and you know, because they start slowing down because they're actually coming up to the stop sign. So the Audi TT gets into the lane anyways. And I'm go through and I'm going around and then as I like get further through like the suburbs the Audi driver stopped there at a stop sign and my windows rolled down so it's his so I look over to him and I was like yeah I thought those things were supposed to be fast how come you can't even keep up with a minivan and this guy turns around with like the most like just like pestered look on his face and he's like leave me alone <laughs> leave me alone yeah like I just like laughed and just like kept going. <laughs> That's hilarious. But it was like, Jesus Christ, bro. It was like, you're an ODTT. Like, fucking act like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Can't even race a minivan. I like, you know, being a car guy, I was absolutely fucking stunned. Yeah, yeah. That it happened. <laughs> that I just thought I was like, oh my God, he can't, he can't do it. He can't do it. You were the wise one because you're in the Honda Fit. You're like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna race anybody right now. Like, this isn't my time or place. Oh know? no, it'll never be my time or place on a Honda Fit unless it's another Honda Fit. There you go. That I'm not, <laughs> that I'm not gonna race. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then, um, so my boss, 
we we always we often give him shit for this because he'll be like, he'll be like the only way you're getting me out of here early is on a stretcher. He's, you know, Mr. Doesn't leave early. Leaves early all the fucking time, let me tell you. Does he? Yeah, yeah all the time. All the time. Oh, wow. 4.30, that guy's gone. Wow. So 4.30 rolls around. I know this guy's gearing up to leave. Mm-hmm. So I go out back and his car is parked there. It's locked. A lot of people leave their doors unlocked for some reason. His was unlocked, or sorry, locked. Mm-hmm. But his window was open. Mm-hmm. So I climbed into his, I climbed in through the driver's window mm-hmm. and I went to the trunk. And I just hid in the back and I waited like 20 minutes until this guy came out. Like I'm like sweating in a hot car (laughs) just because there's only the one window and I'm just like laying down in the trunk waiting. I like, I call, I call, I get my phone out and I call my work Mm -hmm. and I ask to get transferred to one of the other guys. And I'm like, I'm in the car still. Where is he? They're like, he's just, he's just walking out right now. So I, I wait gets in the car he starts backing up and just as he like you know how everyone does this thing where they like reach over to the passenger seat and then they turn around look around right as he like turns and looks around i like poke my head up and i was like where are you going (laughs) like hey man where are you going he's (laughs) like oh (laughs) leans over the steering wheel just like oh you got me i was like yeah it's uh it's you know i don't know if you can see the clock there on the dash but it's not five o'clock mr doesn't leave early (laughs) and then he's just i'm just like hassling for a bit and he's like oh you got me (sighs) and i'm still just sitting in the trunk like can you just open the trunk man let me go back to work bro (laughs) does he let you out (laughs) yeah he let me out yeah he was like if i was going to a fire call i just would have kept going i'm like that's fine i i would have loved to come and watch Oh, because he's the volunteer firefighter. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he wow. is. Yeah. Could you imagine if, I, if he's going to a fire call and I jumped out and scared him? <laughs> Crashes the car on the way to a fire call. <laughs> That'd be funny if he's like halfway on his drive home and then you just start like dropping hits. Yeah, like how long do I wait? Yeah, you start I, like, I was throwing shit across the car or something. Yeah, like I was realistically going to wait until we were like almost out of the parking lot. Yeah. But the other guy, like the guy that knew I was in the back of the car was like out there staring at him, yeah. like recording him back away. And I was recording him. So we have like both angles. Yeah, yeah. I was just like scaring him. So I was like, it was pretty funny, but it was like, he was keeping his eyes off me. But since he was recording, I had to, you know, blow it off early. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So Facebook marketplace, Shane, we're pretty familiar with these guys. Yes. Absolute goons on Facebook marketplace. Would you agree? I would agree. I'm one of them. So I was selling, uh, selling the tires off my Civic. Decent rims, good tires on them. Selling it for 500 bucks. Honestly, it's a good deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's pretty fair. And then, you know, you know how you never post anything on Facebook marketplace for exactly what you're at, what you want out of it. You always post a bit higher, take it for, take the low ball offer. You yeah, know, yeah, and that's yeah. what you really Everyone's want. Everyone's happy. So, couple days go by, you know, getting getting a little bit of traction, people asking questions, stupid questions at that, mind you. One guy asked if the rims were bent. I was like, no, bro, I'm not selling bent rims, okay? <laughs> These are drivable rims. They came off of a car that yeah. were not bent. Stupid questions, stuff like that. This one guy messages me. Remember, Shane, how much were I posting these tires for? $500. This guy messaged me, $170. $170. Yeah, so I send him the meme that I have, which is like a guy drawing a revolver pistol, like, you know, Western style. And it just simply has the caption, the fastest no in the West. <laughs> so I send him that picture, and this guy has the balls to reply and just send me back, like, the shrug emoji. I didn't know? Yeah, just like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, you know, fuck this guy. Report him. Deliberately low offer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's triggered. Yeah, I don't I don't reply after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a guy lined up. 
to buy the tires for $450. Fair offer. On that night, this guy messages me again. No way. $200. (laughs) The the balls. Yeah. I was like, bro, are you thick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm selling them for $450 tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, you're not. I sent him back a picture of all the money in my hand (laughs) one hour later. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. So I also found out that when you'd like block people, they can still message you over Facebook Marketplace. Yes. Because when he offered me the 200 and I was like, are you thick? No, he said that. Yeah. I was like, are you thick? Question mark. I'm selling them for 450 tonight. Yeah. And then, um, I like, I just like block, I just like, like block them. Right. Yeah, Yeah. And then he reacts to the message of just like, just like, you know, like XD yeah. just like reacts like that and goes thick question mark. Wait, like literally like the XD, like all caps. No, no, no. Like that, that face, like that emoji. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, and then he's like thick question mark. I was like, yeah, like thick scald. <laughs> and this was like after I already like, re- like blocked him and he's still even to message me. So I like, you know, like I block, you know, like I, I was like, are you thick? No, I'm already selling for 450 tonight. And then I'd block, delete the combo. And then he reacts to it and still gets to message me. I was like, what are these guys doing? I'm like, oh, this guy's still getting through to me. I was like, you know what? I'm dunking on this guy for it. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I just sent him the money of 450 bucks in my hand. Yeah. Just then block his actual like profile so he can't message me at all. There you go. Fucking Facebook marketplace, man. Oh, like it's me, nice. It's nice, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. So Shane, you know how I always make the jokes about batteries and dumping them into regional waters. Yes, funny joke. Yeah, it is pretty funny. So <laughs> this one wasn't so funny, but it wasn't me. So one of the guys at work on his day off. And we have company trucks for, for moving stuff for, uh, for parts delivery and whatnot. Comes in, takes a company truck because he has, to, he has a queen mattress, queen size mattress that he's getting rid of. Mm-hmm. After he goes around offering it to everybody in the shop as if somebody's going to take his old crusty fucking mattress. <laughs> One guy says, oh, why don't you just like go like donate it? Yeah. You know, just go, da- go, go donate it for the homeless people. Yes. Yeah, man. Good idea. Good idea. Shoves it in the van. Takes it over to, I'm using, uh, I'm using my fingers here when I put quotations around this, donated it to the homeless people. So what this guy does, he takes the mattress and he goes to the 403 access road to London on Gretzky Parkway yeah, yeah, yeah. in Brantford. And if you're in Brantford, you know that, that is one of the busiest roads in Brantford in yes. terms of the highway and in terms of regular traffic. <laughs> oh, no. You also know, if you live in Brantford, that in the ditch down there where the trees are, that is where, like, Tent City is for the homeless people. Oh. That is where most of them live and reside because they all kind of, like, have this whole Tent City together. Mm -hmm. So what this guy does, I'm sure you can probably already put two and two together here, is he pulls pulls over to the side of the road. With the Honda van. With the van. (laughs) With our company name slathered all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he takes this van and he strikes it down in the ditch and gives it to them. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) So some guy called in and said, yeah, I saw your company van dumping a mattress into the ditch. And all of us are like, how could you be that fucking dumb, man? Why did you think that was an okay idea? Why did you think when we said donate it to the homeless people, we meant give it to like the Salvation Army. Not literally go give it to them. (laughs) Especially because it's like, it was like, I get it. Oh yeah, like cut over the middleman, give it to him. But do you know how good a mattress is outside? Not good at all. No, because useless. once it's rains, it's just an eight by eight brick of mold. 
Yeah, literally. So I was like, Jesus Christ, man. How could you be so fucking stupid? <laughs> all of us were like, you know, like we were all like, once he, once he left for the matches, we we're like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then one of the guys comes back. He's like, yeah, some guy just called in, said that he saw the company van dumping a fucking mattress into the ditch. <laughs> and we were like, oh my <laughs> God. We're like, he, he were like, he's, he's going to ruin it. He's going to ruin it for everybody because now nobody's going to be able to borrow the truck because this guy took the fucking company truck and dumped a mattress into the ditch. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't even use the company truck and I was mad about it because I was like, Jesus Christ. And this wasn't even the first time he's been caught doing something like this. Apparently last summer he was dumping dirt on somebody's lot <laughs> with the other company truck. And I was like, why do we give this guy the keys? And you know what the dumber thing is? What? He has a Honda Odyssey. He oh, has a van. He yeah. has a van. And you know what the other thing is? He lives two minutes from the dump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tell nerve. me, tell me. The nerve on this guy. Like, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. That's hilarious. The other one that I wanted to talk about. See, I got a lot of stories this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Being featured on a website, Shane. Oh, and I said Pornhub.com, question mark. Yeah, and I just sent back a winky face. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the website is not ready yet. Oh, okay. But we are going to be featured on it. No way. Yeah. Can you tell me more? It's basically going to be a hub. Uh, <laughs> that was a really bad word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Keegan, the one that I do the Formula One podcast with, yeah, he's also affiliated with other, like other types of podcasts and other types of music platforms and other, ah. you know, basically types of auditory media, let's say. So he always wanted to make a central hub of an easy way to get to all of these things. Makes so sense. It was, so it's going to be, you know, his music, his media platforms, mm -hmm. his podcast platforms, my podcast platforms, our podcast platforms, yeah. and his friends' music platforms, his friends' podcast platforms. A little web. Yeah, so it would just be like a little website where, you know, everything is like integrated, you know, like you can like go through and click through and be like, oh, this is all everything that, 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 Keegan's affiliated with this is everything that I'm affiliated mm. with this is everything that you know my friend is affiliated with and then when like you know you click their names and this is their stuff this is their stuff this wow. is their Instagram you know this is their their Spotify whatever that's cool yeah so we're gonna be we're gonna have a featured slot on it I'm interested to see what it looks like. Like, yeah. is it, it's gonna literally look like a spider web that you click on someone's name and it's gonna like branch out. I saw a bit. I saw like when he was actually like making the website mm -hmm. and he was like he's going at it. Nice. Yeah, so he's making a nice pretty website, but it's just wow. not done yet. So that's why I was texting him to ask if it was up so I could drop the link for it ah, on the podcast. Okay. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. That's very interesting. Yeah. So I, Shane. I just remembered a couple of things. Do you, do you have a story? No, I was going to go for the I'm I, the asshole thing. But oh, do you have a couple of stories? Can you know, I quickly um, I mention something? So Absolutely. Only if it's quick, though. I got Kate tickets to... Um, Le uh, I'll say left on red podcast. <laughs> you go, those are, that's so good, man. <laughs> Sold out though, completely dead stock. Yeah, um, you don't I, sell a lot of tickets <laughs> for, her, for her birthday. It's <laughs> just a shallow gift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just it's just like a QR code that takes her to the podcast. <laughs> just where you talk about her. It's just a quick episode that says happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, to red hot chili peppers. Okay. And please tell me it was actually the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Oh, you heard about that? The Irish band? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where they like sold out in like five minutes to find out it's not actually the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. Anyway, um, 
the fucking nerve on those people to have a name like that. <laughs> they knew what they were like doing, this. bro. They knew what they were doing. Know. You know what I was also mad about? Quickly while I say this, is that so when we made when we made the Sector Four podcast, yes. it was an original name. Nice. It was an original name. We you know we looked, it, it it didn't seem to be copyrighted. There wasn't any other type of media platforms with that title, Sector Four, the number four. Mm-hmm. Within two weeks after we posted our first episode, some other some other <laughs> bloke <Yeah>. made <laughs> Sector 4, F-O-U-R, yeah. and now he's posting Formula 1 podcast and went, all-American Formula 1 podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the least American international sport, and there's a fucking American podcast oh, for it. Yeah, it grinds my gears anyways. Please continue. That's hilarious. So I got Kate tickets to Red Hot Chili Peppers in, Peppers, yeah. in Toronto, and this was a year ago in September, so like literally a year ago pretty much. Yeah. And they were pretty expensive at the time. It was like $760 or something that like that. That is pretty sheeshable. Yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't like floor seats or anything. It was like in the bowl, like row like 100 or something like that. So they're not even that good of seats. Uh, they were all right. Like, but. But like for $700, you'd expect more. Yeah. 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 I was, but the thing is, I wanted to give her something for her birthday and it's like her, her favorite band. It's a band I like too. Yeah. So. It you get way though. better seats for left on red. Like we'll let you sit on the couch with us. When yeah, that, literally. <laughs> like, that's that's an amazing deal. Anyway, so we get all excited for the event and we go there that day. I show up and Kyle texts me. He goes, "Yo, are you going to the concert?" And he's and I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, oh, "I thought I'd be hungover today, but I'm not. I'm going." And I'm like, "All right, cool." And so he's like, I got, where are your seats? And so I sent him a screenshot of where my seats were. He's like, oh, bro, I'm like four rows down and like a couple over. I'm like, oh, sick. And so uh, the concert starts, like the strokes are playing and all that. I'm like, oh, that's pretty late. I'm like looking behind me all the time for Kyle. And I get a text from him, you here? And I'm like, yeah, where are you? He's like, I got floor seats. And I'm like, no way. That's sick. What's floor seats? Lingo? Floor I don't seats go to concerts. are like on the floor in front of the artist. Yeah, that doesn't sound like four rows down from you. No. Why did this was, guy get upgraded? That was like 60, I don't know, I was like 96 um, rows down from me. Yeah. It was far. It was like right on the very front row. And so I'm like, God damn, like that's so cool. And I'm like, bro, send me, he calls me, I'm like, send me screenshots of your ticket because I already got in. All I have to do is get down the stairs. And to get down the stairs, they just look at where your ticket is and they tell you to, where to go. They don't scan it. They don't do the NFC chip. They just say, yeah. oh, go over to that seat. Okay. Oh, yeah, because they're like, oh, they're like there to help you find your seat. So you're just like, oh, yeah, this is my seat. And yeah, they're like, yeah, oh. yeah, 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 And so I'm like, yo, Kyle, send me the screenshot. He's like, yeah, I'll do it right now. So I get up from my seat as Red Hot's coming on. And I'm walking down towards the stadium, like down towards the floor. And I get there and he's like, okay, well, let, me see your, let me see your tickets. And I pull up my phone, no message from Kyle. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I, I show him my tickets, and he's like, bro, you're up in the bowl. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, let me in. He's like, no. And I'm like, yo, Kyle, where are the tickets, bro? What the fuck? And he's now like. Now you can't go back to that guy. <laughs> I know, right? I know, literally. And so he's like, oh, I just sent them. You not get them yet? I'm like, no, not yet. And then so I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there waiting, waiting. Nothing's coming through. The whole, We're like 40% of the show was like already done. I'm like, fuck this. Let's. uh Let's go back up to our seats. So we go back up to the bowl. As we're going up, I get full bars, LTE. Boom, the tickets come. I'm <laughs> like, let's fucking go. So I airdrop one to Kate and we walk down to the other side of like the the floor yeah. seats. And the guy's like, this girl's there is like, 
um, there's like a line of people and some people are getting through and everyone's like showing their tickets. Wouldn't well, the she, problem be that you'd both be, it's just Kyle's ticket. So you would show them two tickets for the same spot. Uh, he got one for his girlfriend too. Oh, okay. So okay. there was two slightly different ones. But the thing is, we got down there and there's all these people coming through and we just walk over and look at the girl and like go to unlock our phones. And she goes, no, no, go ahead. I'm like, the fuck? This girl didn't even look at my phone after all this struggle of like trying to get the screenshots, not having data, getting data, going down the stairs. She's like, no, let's go ahead. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's just go front row. Sounds good. And so, can we, I just hop on the stage? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, no worries. And so, we get like front row with Kyle. It was lit. We were jamming out. And then after, I was like pumped. I was so hyped. Kate was having a good time. She cried like seven times during it. Wow. Yeah, very emotional. And I text Kyle because, you know, when you're in like euphoria state, like you're just like like high on life at that point. Yeah. Um, amazing concert, by the way. Um, I'm just like, oh, thanks for getting me on the floor, brother. I really appreciate it. What an amazing experience. And I read the message after I sent it. And I says, thanks for getting me on the floor, brother. That was lit. Amazing. <laughs> and I was like, ah, no homo. <laughs> I had to send the caveat, no homo. He's like, no, that's so funny. Uh, What's wrong if it was homo, Shane? And that's not my intention. That's <laughs> a different kind of floor. You know what's but, funny? So on that quick topic, yeah. so I started like taking all like all like the like the comedy skits and my camera roll and I started posting them on TikTok. Yes. And I have one of uh, one of the guys from work who is like the most homophobic guy you could ever meet. And homophobic meeting. Like he he's just extremely homophobic. Like he doesn't like doesn't like gay jokes. Oh he, he's not about it. Okay, yeah, he's I not see. about it. Not about it. Just it just makes him uncomfortable with whatever. So I post a TikTok with him in it. And there was two comments on it that were like middle-aged dudes, like you can see in like their profile pictures, middle-aged dudes commenting on how hot he is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, screen I screenshot it. I sent it. Out. I was like, "How funny is it that the hom most homophobic guy that I know yeah. is getting is getting." having dudes hit on him through my TikTok comments. That's and hilarious. I was like showing him, he's like, oh my God, bro, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Get me off your TikTok, bro. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had some really weird people like try to bring me over like a swinger party on Facebook Marketplace. It was, uh, it was weird. But, oh, going back to the tickets real quick, just yeah, to yeah. end off the story. Kyle got those floor seat tickets for him and his girlfriend for like $360. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> What? That brings us to our sponsor, Ticketmaster. Uh, yeah. Fuck you, Ticketmaster, <laughs> for not sponsoring us. Just the scalpers on there, man. It's crazy. But apparently, that's how you get tickets either really cheap or really expensive. It's like you wait till the last second. Because he must have got tickets while the show was going on. Like Oh, outside, yeah, yeah. Because they'll just fill them up no matter what. Or just from that guy that sells tickets right outside. Yeah, that like crackhead with like three teeth. He's like, tickets! Yeah. And then you walk over to him. It's like, hey, man, you got a good deal? Kyle is amazing at getting deals, though. I remember one time when I was in New York, and there was, um, maybe it was in New York, maybe it was Toronto, but it was a Jays game. Mm -hmm. um, there was a guy outside selling tickets, like, for cash, and people were walking up to him, like, offer, giving him offers, and he just, like, wouldn't sell them. And then it just, like, came to a point where somebody, like, walked up to him and, like, gave him, like, a, a ridiculously low offer, and he's like, no, nah, man, like, no, nah, that's ridiculous. And he's like... You know the game's halfway over, right? And the guy just like looks at the ground. Okay, I'll take it. Whoa. The game was not halfway over. Oh, he bamboozled him. <laughs> yeah, the guy got absolutely bamboozled. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, the game was like, what, baseball terms? Second inning, maybe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I gotta try that. I gotta try that. As soon as it starts, I gotta walk over and be like, it's halfway over. Yeah, the game's halfway over. The game's like freaking seven then, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. I feel like there's something I, I need to say, but I completely forgot what it was. Oh! How to lose $5,000 while you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Invest in crypto. Yes, sir. Oh, it's just making me tired thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, man. I just got to tell you the story because I was like, so it's not actually losing $5,000 in overnight. But that's what you said. In a way. So basically. Did you go homeless and buy five more Movadi memberships? <laughs> I actually went to Movadi a day. My body's in pain. Um, when I'm trading crypto, I look for this thing called the resistance that it's like a stop sign. Usually it like bounces off of and it goes the opposite way. Okay. It breaks through one. I lose like 150 bucks. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It breaks through the next one, which is like the second stop sign. You don't run two stop signs in a row. Breaks right through. Lose another 150 bucks. I'm like, all right, now I'm getting pissed. I just lost $300 in like 20 minutes. Like this sucks ass. Welcome to crypto. The third one, the market's losing momentum. I'm down to like the last like 300 bucks in the, $361 in the account. I'm like, fuck this. I got to make my money back and more. It's got to hit this resistance. And so you and I do, I do 125x leverage on this $361. And I bet that it's going to go down. It's going to hit this third stop sign and it's going to rebound and it's going to go down. <sighs> how much, how much, Steven, how much money is that? $361 times 125. That's a $45,125 bet that it's going to go down. If it goes up even like a quarter of percent, I lose that full last bit of money in my account. It would be a very sad day for Shane. Yeah. Immediately the market goes down. I see $500 in my account within like 15 minutes. I'm like, holy shit. I got all my money back that I, I waged and more. And I'm like, all right, I'm taking my money out. I'm happy. It continues to go down. So let's say that's like a centimeter. It goes down like six inches on the screen. Like, oh. That is like the ultimate trader dream of I held that. It's like a very high leverage bet that just continues to like reap profits as time goes on. So overnight, I opened up my laptop and I seen that the market took like an absolute shit in like one day. It went down like 8%. And I was looking at how much money that would be if I just like held on to it overnight and just hit sell in the morning. And I'm like, fuck, God, I take the $500 when I could have taken like five Gs. Yeah. Ah. Ah. And I was so salty about it, but I'm like, well, at least I, I broke even, you know, which is yeah. like the best worst case scenario. Ah. Yeah, honestly. But that was a. That's why I hated stocks because I just, you know, it just felt like no matter what, you always made the wrong call and eventually it just got demoralizing. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot of mental um, inner fortitude because a lot of the times the best trade is not to trade. Yeah. Sometimes it's so close to just a gamble that you don't know what's the right bet. Just don't bet. Yeah. Only when it's like that 70% chance that, okay, it, it looks like this pattern, it's probably going to go this way. Then you pull the trigger on it. Yeah. You don't have to make a trade every day. Yeah. Like the. I've talked to it. Oh, shucks, man. I've talked about it before, but I'll quickly go over it again. The last time I invested in stocks on my own, it was a choice between the diverse and an inverse of a natural gas stock. And so I went for the inverse because there was a polar vortex predicted to happen. So, you know, everybody was going to start having to heat their homes. So, yes, you know, prices would sense. go up. So, so I bought the inverse. 
And what ended up happening was the inverse went from like 132 to $80 a share within like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I lost money. But the diverse did a reverse stock split and it went from $2.50 to $57 in a day. Oh my gosh. So had I spent the money that I put in on the inverse stock into the yeah. diverse stock, I would have made 40 grand. Whoa, like overnight. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. insane. So like a 50-50 decision. I lost $300 when I could have made 40 grand. Wow. Speaking of getting bit in the ass overnight, never get the cheapest Airbnb in Toronto. <laughs> this is like the worst idea possible. Never do this. Yeah. So me and Kate were going to the concert and we needed to sleep over in an Airbnb two nights. The night before because she moved out of her place and we needed a place to stay and then the night of the concert. So... I open up Airbnb and I'm like, I'm not trying to spend like $500 on like a a hotel or like somewhere like uh, a a super nice big Airbnb because it's just me and her. We just need to sleep. We're going to be busy all day. Yeah. And we're going to be leaving in the morning. So I just need a bed to sleep in. So I find this place. It's 140 bucks in Toronto. And I'm like, okay, Saeed is selling it. Uh, I'm available tonight. This guy had the most ridiculous rules. So as soon as I book it, he goes, hey, open this PDF. And I'm like, okay. So I open it and he goes, no guests allowed, $1,000 fine. (laughs) And I'm like, where the fuck am I going to sleep? Like, Kate needs to sleep in Toronto. I need to sleep in Toronto. Like, how's this going to work? So I'm like, if I get hit with a $1,000 fine for a $140 a night room, I'm going to be pissed off. So I get dropped off there, me and her, and I'm like looking around. There's no security cameras. Everyone seems to be sleeping. And I like sneak her like up in the room. All right, no one's seen us. Like we should be good to go. Let's just not make any noise. Of course, she goes in the kitchen and like drops a fucking glass. It's <laughs> like making a bunch of noise. I'm like, Shh, let's go. And so we sleep in this room and I'm just like, I can't sleep at night. I can't get comfortable. I'm like fucking itchy. I'm like, what's going on here? Next thing you know, I'm sleeping on like the desk, like where you put like your fucking laptop to do work. I'm like sleeping on this desk flat out, like no, no like blankets, no anything. And Kate wakes up in the middle and she goes, Shane, what the fuck are you doing on the desk? I'm like, I don't know. Something's going on with that bed. I just can't get comfortable there. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I swear to God, there's like bed bugs in that bed. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you don't feel that? She's like, no. I'm like, there's a fucking bed bug in my nose like 20 minutes ago. She goes, what? And I'm like, yeah. And so all of a sudden she cues in. She's like, oh my gosh, I think I feel one in my hair. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I'm trying to sleep there because now it's like three in the morning. What are we supposed to do? It's like get up and stand outside or something. Yeah. So we try to sleep there. I try sleeping on the fucking countertop. It's not working. It's super uncomfortable. And um, we're just like, all right, we, we got to check out. And I look at my like ankles the next morning. Tons of these like red spots, like these little nips. I'm like, holy shit. That place was like infested with bed bugs. This is fucked. And so I called a guy and I'm like, yo, like, I don't want to give you a shitty review, but like, you have to like, like get rid of everything in your house and like spray it with pesticides, and like fucking burn all the shit in your house. He's like, okay, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. I'm like, bro, this isn't something I look into. This is something to take action on right now. Like you can't let people stay there. And so I email Airbnb, I send them a picture of my ankle and I'm, and they're like, what the fuck? Like, did you go to a hospital? And I'm like, no, like, I don't think it's that serious, but I should be getting a refund on the 140, I'm hoping. And then I go home and then I'm in the car with my parents and I'm like, oh, okay, good news and bad news. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I got like a free night at an Airbnb, but it was like infested with bed bugs. And they're like, what the fuck? And then I'm and they're like, yeah. And there's like, you have to go home, take off all your clothes 
put him in a bag, put the bag outside naked, and then go in and like have a shower like three times, and then like put all this shit around the house that like it, that like uh, deters them or something like that. I'm like, I don't think it's like honest. We're like, it could be one little bed bug, and then it multiplies to two hundred. Yeah, they're kind of right in that sense. And I'm like, shit. I like, wouldn't be taking chances either. I know. And so I'm like, this is awful. And so we had to like, even though like we didn't have any signs of us, signs of them on us, even when we got home, but like just to take the ultimate, like, you yeah. thought COVID was bad for like being protected. Holy shit. Oh yeah, I'd care more about bed bugs. Yeah, he's got these little nips in bed, right? And so, oh my gosh, it was, uh, it was terrifying. And of course, when I get home, you have like the fan blowing on your hair, like in a certain way. Yeah. That it like kind of tickles, and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, is that a bad bug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, like a drip of sweat because you're like nervous now. It goes down your leg, and you're like, oh my God, I feel it crawling. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I'm just sweaty as hell. <laughs> like, I'm nervous about this, right? I saw, I saw like a, a Reddit post once, and it was, um, it was like, you know, when you just like, you feel like, you feel like a bug on you, and you look, and it's not there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I wonder what that is. And it's like, it's the ghosts of all the bugs you've killed. And I was like, ah, <laughs> no. Damn. That shit hits home. Shane, let's get in to the Am I the Asshole Yes, story the part you've all I been waiting out. for. The controversial take. Let's hear it, Stephen. Okay. Am I the asshole for going home after I overheard my husband say he didn't want to bring me with him to his family vacation. Stephen doesn't have a husband, by the way. I think we're, we're reading them off the internet. Yes, so yes, these yes, are yes. The controversial I'm ones. So, what is your quick initial thoughts? So, you're saying that the girlfriend, or the wife, sorry, didn't want to go to the husband's family affair, and so she just went home. Yes. I would After say... After she overheard him saying that he didn't want to bring her. Oh, he didn't want to bring her? Yes. Oh, well, it just feels like she's not welcome. So she's free. She has a hall pass to do whatever she wants. I would agree. Let's get into it. Yeah. My husband goes on annual vacations with his family. I'm okay on terms with them. But since they, we've only been married for a short time and I don't see his family much, we still have that barrier that keeps us from being completely comfortable around each other. His family arranged for the vacation last week. I, out of curiosity, asked if I could come. My husband felt hesitant, but told him it'd be a great opportunity to get to know his family better. He agreed to take me and his family. So they were surprised to see me, but still welcomed me. On the third day of his vacation, his dad, mom, brothers, and spouses were all sitting at the table talking outside while I was preparing a fruit salad. As I was making my way back, I overheard my mother-in-law say, Did she really have nowhere else to spend the weekend? At first, I had no, no idea who she was talking about, so I kept on walking, but stopped once I heard my husband say, I know, <laughs> and I didn't want to bring her with me, but what was I supposed to do? You know how pushy she can get. Oh my God. I instantly figured it out that it was about me. I felt so shaken up to the point where I almost dropped the salad. This whole time I was there, I cleaned, I cooked, I looked after the kids, and this is how they think of me, an inconvenience to them. I quietly booked a ticket and went home on the first plane. He called and texted, but I didn't respond. Anything other than to let him know I was home. He got back and went off on me saying what I did was disrespectful and juvenile. I told him I overheard the conversation he had with his mom, but he said that I was wrong for eavesdropping and that his family will warm up to me on their terms, so I should stop pushing to be around 
I <laughs> just stopped pushing to be around them when they don't feel comfortable with it. Basically saying it was my fault for coming along in the first place. He said that going home like that made him and his family disappointed and gave them a really bad impression about me. I think that I might have messed this up and somewhat ruined it for them as well. Ah, I think she's right about that. Like, that I'll, she messed it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a, not a good way to go. You know, if I heard someone like, let's say, for example, like Kate and her her parents being like, Oh, you brought Shane along to the cottage. Like, did he have nothing better to do or something like that? Or, yeah. I, and then I'd, I'd probably pull Kate aside and be like, hey, like, am I not welcome here? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm contributing and they, they always had like a good time with me. Like, why are they saying this? Yeah. And then, it, then she explains, oh, well, I guess it's supposed to be like a family only thing, like a whole reunion. It's kind of weird that you're here. I'd be like, okay, but that's said that the her, reason. He said that her husband's brother and their spouses. Ah. So their wives came, but not him. But she did say that they weren't married a very long time. Yeah. My perspective is that she was right for leaving, but not in the way she did. Yes, 100%. Yeah, just like quietly walking out of there, kind of just like that puts you on the defensive as the why, why did you do that? Yeah. You know, if that was me in that situation and I walked by and say, and say my girlfriend was like, oh man, like I really, you shouldn't be here. I'd walk out and be like, I don't have to be. I can go. Here's your fruit salad. <laughs> yeah, here's your fruit salad. Like, I'd be like, if that's how you guys feel, I can book the next plane out of here. Yeah. You know? And that, that was funny when she said, I almost dropped, dropped the, the salad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's what she cares about. But That's yeah, I, I don't. I think it's kind of. Um, I think it's kind of petty, and juvenile to just like quietly book a plane and just leave, and then just like not answer any texts of being like, "Where are you? Yeah, Where are you going?" Though and, that in isolation is juvenile. Yeah, no exactly. The so I, you know, at the very least, I would definitely have brought it up with them first to be like, ah, "I overheard that conversation. Like, why did you bring me along if nobody was comfortable with this situation?" Mm -hmm. You know, that way you're kind of like maintaining like the control and the upper hand in the situation. But yeah. handling like she did obviously does put more strain on what she was saying was already like an awkward relationship that she had with like, like her husband's family. Yes. So I have an am I the asshole for you? Am I the asshole for torturing my kung fu teacher? You went to kung fu? Yeah. It's like a one-on-one -on -one lesson. Oh, God. But the thing is. You beat the shit out of him. No, this guy is like a world, not world champ, but he's like, he won competitions, like high level, provincial level and like jujitsu. But you won more high level competitions. I didn't, no. But oh, he, okay. he's always about, it's almost like the Mr. Miyagi thing, right? Where he's like, he doesn't want to just jump straight into like throwing kicks or like pinning yeah. people down or like that. He wants to start me with like dry land training. Okay. So he wants to like strengthen the muscles that need to be strengthened and stretch the muscles that need to be stretched so I don't hurt myself like first thing. Yeah. But it's like the third session and I'm like, I'm like, okay, what are we going to learn? He's like, well, we're going to do, um, I don't know, it was like rowing or, or whatever stretch. And I'm like, hey, do you want to do some cardio? And he's like, yeah, sure. Because he mentioned before, he's like, oh yeah, I can run like 8K. And I'm like, say less. I'm like, let's go for a run. It's perfect cardio. And he's like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, do you have your running shoes? And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. So he pulls the running shoes out of the truck and we go for a run around the loop. I'm using like the barefoot shoes. Yeah. And I'm just peeling up this hill and he's like trotting behind me and, and kind of falling behind. And so I like wait for him and then we get to the top of the hill and this guy's like fucking sweating, like veins popping out of his head. Like, <gasps> and I'm like, come on, man, like you got this, let's go. <laughs> so I'm like kind of going at his pace and we get to the top of the first of like seven hills and this guy's like absolutely done. We're like walking it on like the first like kilometer. And I'm like, 
we're going downhill and he starts like getting a little bit of speed and then we get to the, the bottom of the hill he starts walking again he's like oh, i can't do this man and i was thinking like bro you told 8k me, you told me you, yeah i'm like you told me you run 8k like what's going on with this he's like i don't know this <laughs> 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 is like the this is hard pavement i just can't do it i'm like oh, okay like, if you say so there's grass right over here bro. <laughs> yeah so i don't know i tried like pulling him along the whole time but he was not having it he was like apologizing and all that, but I'm like, honestly, you did it to yourself. Don't say you can run 8K if you can't go more than a kilometer and a half. I wouldn't say you're the asshole. You asked him if he wanted to do cardio. That guy agreed wholeheartedly in every aspect of that scenario. Mm-hmm. That guy put himself in that scenario. Yeah. And he did himself dirty by saying he could do more than he could. Oh, exactly. If you could do 8K four years ago, it doesn't mean you can do 8K now. Yeah. Hmm. So am I the asshole? Probably not. Should we have just turned around after the first kilometer? Maybe, instead of, like, dragging him out for the full 10K, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, <laughs> prove him wrong, but, like, don't kill him for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're just getting started. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Show up to the next day. So why don't we learn some kicks or something? <gasps> okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> you show up. We're going to do some kicks, or we're going to do some cardio. <laughs> you pick. <laughs> and he's like... We'll do some kicks. We'll do some kicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. Um, the swim coach like beat the shit out of me today. Physically? With his fist? No, no. It's a woman, actually. Um, she's teaching. Physically? With her fist? No, no. <laughs> yes, actually. No. <laughs> she like pulled out her back or something like that on um, on the weekend. She beat the shit out of you after she pulled her back? No! You're just a, you're just a shitty fighter, man. So you know what's actually funny is she's married to the Kung Fu man. The okay. Kung Fu coach. That's how I met him is because I, I booked her on as a swim coach. And then she's like, oh, yeah, my, my husband's like big into yoga. I was going to say, obviously, this this guy's not teaching anything. You're going to Kung Fu classes and this girl with a broken <laughs> back beats the shit out of you. <laughs> no, she's like, we're going to do endurance today. And I'm like, oh, we are. And she's like, no, you are. I have uh, a pulled back. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that's, that's karma for just destroying her husband. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was, honestly. And so she just had me do like a full kilometer swim. And she's like, let's do some AquaFit. And I'm like, okay. But she's like, oh, by the way, I've been teaching AquaFit since I was 14 years old. And this girl's like 30-something, right? And so she's just beating my ass, making me do a fucking somersaults in the water for like 20 minutes straight. I've never came so close to drowning before as I did today. Yeah. And I can swim. But at least I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was, that shit was rough. I, do you ever find you get really hungry after a swim? They actually did studies on this. Yeah, sort of. So if I ever eat like snacks while I'm like in the pool or just out of the pool, I'll you fuck, eat snacks I'll, in the pool, you eat them. Uh, yeah, you bring yeah, in, like yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. the I'll Cheetos in the pool. Them, bro. I'll devour them. Bro. <laughs> Think about it, like eating Doritos in the pool, best thing ever because you just wash <laughs> your fingers off from the fucking Cheeto <laughs> dust. Oh, it's so worse. Yeah. I wish I'd never heard you say it. that's funny. Yeah, I love eating chlorine on my food. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even taste good at that point. <laughs> oh man, but so they did this study. And they found, what's the best exercise for weight loss? Is it the cardio running, cardio swimming, or cardio biking? What do you think it was? Probably the cardio running. So running and biking were pretty much tied, but they found the swimming group stayed at a consistent weight or even sometimes gained weight. Because they just eat after the pool? Yeah, they find because the pool is generally cold, it puts your body in this like survival, like hibernation mode. Oh, kind of like, like like ramps up your metabolism to keep yeah, warm? Yeah, and it's like, oh, it must be close to winter time, time to start gathering a lot of food, right? Uh, and so after the pool, it it, it hypes up these um, hormones that are responsible for your appetite. Yeah, so you take a cold shower before your meals? 
then you're going to eat more. Maybe you're bulking. Mm, yeah. I don't know a trick around that, though. Like, I ate a shit ton of kale today, and it's, I was still hungry. <laughs> Every time you mention kale, it just kills me when I was, like, trying to get Adam to listen to the podcast. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, did you listen to Left on Red? Don't care about kale, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen me before you came in, man. I had a full platter of it. I was just, nah, nah, nah. raw. Yeah. Humble brag. Anyways, that has been a Left on Red episode. If you've listened to this episode, make sure to tell your friends about it. Leave us like a, a rating on Spotify or something. If you have listened to this episode, text me or Shane. Comment on whatever post, Instagram post that Shane might make or something. And tell us the keyword, kale boy. That's me. Shane is the kale boy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Left on Red. Woo! Let's go, baby! <laughs>